Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The only way to bag a classy lady is to give her two tickets to the gun show. It's Monday Gun Day with the gun guy. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. Stop calling your arms guns. Hammer and Nigel show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is a 2A attorney, a firearms instructor, and the host of the Gun Guy Show here at 93 WIBC. He is Guy Relford. Guy, how are you? Man, I'm great, and thanks as always to our sponsor for Monday Gun Day. That's Premier Arms in Brownsburg with the largest selection of new, used, and historic firearms in the Midwest and PA Jewelers located right in the store. Check them out at 3754 South Green Street in Brownsburg or PremierArms.com. So, Guy, House Bill 1084. I know you testified for this, but for people like me who may or may not have had a few beers between now and the last time you talked about it and forgot what this was, refresh our memory. Yeah, this has to do with the the new credit card codes that um, have been created that would identify purchases made at gun stores. Um, it wouldn't identify what you purchased, but it would identify the fact that you've used your credit card or your debit card at a, a gun store, a licensed firearms dealer, and it wouldn't matter whether you bought a gun safe, uh, you know, or a spotting scope or four AR-15s, it would just show up as a dollar amount that you spent. And a lot of us absolutely believe that um, that this these codes have been created. They first of all, this was pushed by gun control groups, anti Second Amendment groups. Um, and some liberal politicians in Washington uh, to create these codes to begin with. And and I've really seen it from day one, and and I've mentioned it to you guys. I've talked about it quite a bit on my show. I think this is just in furtherance of what the Obama administration called Operation Choke Point, which is to attack the gun industry through the financial industry. And um, and we've seen a lot of that with, with banks refusing to, to do business or credit card processors, uh, for instance, have refused to do business with me just because I'm a firearms instructor or, or won't process credit card payments even for me selling my book on gun safety. Um, and I think the, the, it's a two-step process. I think they want to identify purchases at gun stores, and then I think you're going to see debit and credit card uh, companies uh, start de- declining those transactions as a way of attacking wow. the firearms industry. And so House Bill 1084, um, offered by uh, uh, Representative Jake Teshka, uh, would actually prohibit the use of these codes in Indiana and also prohibit the use of the codes in any way to try to build a registry of firearm owners um, or of firearms themselves that have been sold through gun stores. And it's a good bill, um, and it was in the uh, uh, Banking and Financial Industries or Financial Institutions Committee. Um, So I went in there and testified for it, and 
and I, the overwhelming majority of folks were in there to support it. We had folks in the banking industry come in and, and oppose it. They didn't vote on it because they wanted to consider a couple of relatively minor amendments. Um, but I think it's got uh, it's got a real good chance in the House, and, and we'll move over to the Senate. Go back to your book, uh, Gun Safety for Dummies, and it getting rejected. How, how exactly were you notified that that you know funds were rejected, or their, your credit card, or whatever? Like, what exactly happened with that, and how were you notified? How did you rectify it? Well, it was a particular processor, Square. Um, and I don't know if you've seen that company. Yeah. Uh, but they're out there. They're a credit card processor. And uh, I tried to associate um, or create a Square account and then associate that with my website at tactical-firearms.com, which is the, the company I sell that through. And that's also who I do my training through, through that company, which I own. And Square said, "No, uh, tactical firearms training. We don't want. We don't want to do business with you." Unbelievable, because it just goes to show the lunacy of some of these anti-gun people. They just see the word "gun" and they freak out without realizing oh, yeah. this is a book designed yeah. to teach people how yeah. to do things the right and safe way. Exactly. And, and I, I may have pointed that out to them, but it didn't make any difference. I just got mad and said, well, hell, if you don't want to do business with me, I, I don't want to do, do business with you either. But there have been banks. I mean, this, it's, it's funny. I had a what I call the gun shop roundtable for my show. This goes back a couple of years. Uh, but I had five different gun owners, uh, or excuse me, gun shop owners that were there in the studio with me. Everybody had their own microphone. And I was just talking about, you know, what's going on in the gun industry. And this was even during COVID. I wanted to see how they were surviving COVID. And whatnot, and, but I thought about this this issue that is this Operation Choke Point, which again was a declared program of the Obama administration and the anti-gun groups to attack the gun industry through insurance companies and through banks and through credit card processors. And I said, how many of you guys who own gun shops? Um, have had a bank or a credit card company uh, refuse, or a credit card processor refuse to do business with you. All five hands shot up. Wow. In fact, several of them said multiple times. A, a good friend of mine who's a firearms instructor and a, and, a, and a cop, this guy's been a law enforcement officer for over 30 years. He's a firearms instructor. Uh, he and I have co-taught several classes. Um, he, got a, he got a certified checks in the mail from his bank uh, with a letter saying, we're closing your accounts. We no longer want to do business with you. And it was he, he couldn't figure out why. He thought maybe the IRS was after him. He had no idea. Eventually, by pushing this bank, he found out it was because he's a firearms instructor. Ridiculous. Scary. Keep us up to date on that. But I also want to find out your thoughts on this story from Utah. This is from uh, the paper of record in Salt Lake City today. Utah teachers could be paid 500 bucks to install gun safes inside of their classroom. Now, Remind all of us one more time, what's the law in Indiana in regards to teachers being trained and guns in the classroom? Well, a couple of different components of that, and and one's been a long, or one prong of this has been the law in Indiana for a long time. The other just changed last year. But in Indiana, a school board um, can authorize anybody it wants to to possess a gun on school property. And that includes teachers or staff. Um, they, they could authorize uh, parents uh, who maybe, uh, you know, former military or instructors or somebody else with a lot of training or anybody else they want. And that's been the law in Indiana for a long time. What, what we were 
successful in accomplishing last year in the General Assembly, and this was Representative Jim Lucas's bill, is what we call the teacher training bill. And this was the third or fourth year we tried to get this through. We finally did last year. What it does in Indiana is it creates um, a particular curriculum. It's 40 hours of firearm training that's designed specifically around the school environment. So it's got active shooter response training. It's got field first aid, gunshot first aid as that is a component, safe uh, firearm storage and retention, uh, which is so important in a school environment. But it's the same number of hours that a sworn police officer goes through in the academy to become a police officer. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot of training. And what this bill does is it not only provides that curriculum, um, and a lot of work went into developing that along with the Indiana Law Enforcement Academy out in Plainfield, but it also then provides resources in the form of grants where a school corporation, for instance, could come and say, yeah, we want to put our teachers through this training program that you've created, that the state will pay for that and allow those those trainers, or excuse me, those teachers to get that very excellent training, um, and again, make them comparable to police officers in terms of firearm training, but even a little better because it's molded specifically around the school environment and a potential mass shooting um, and or an active shooter in a school. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a really neat program. Well, we got that done last year. Guy, do we know, like, did many teachers – take up that did many teachers say you know what i'm glad this law passed i'm going to get this free training because i want to make my classroom safer is there any way we can find out like if teachers took advantage of it well you know i'm not sure what um that privacy protocols are building around that a lot of schools like it was interesting that utah uh, bill that you sent me jason i was reading that article i I thought it was very interesting if if they um get this 500 hundred dollar grant in utah they're actually required to put up signs that say you know our our teachers and staff may be armed any attempt to, to injure our students will be met with an armed response you know in the form of posted signs, which I thought was was interesting. Um, a lot of the schools that have decided to arm teachers or uh, or allow teachers to be armed or participate in this program really want to do it on the down low uh, I've seen in Indiana and don't really want it publicized. So I don't know whether, uh, for instance, we could go uh, to whoever, whoever's administering that program and say, hey, how many school corporations have come to you and or how many teachers have gone through this training. I don't know that that's publicly available. And I think a lot of school corporations would just as soon keep it um, keep it private uh, there in that school corporation. So short answer is no, I, I don't, I'm not aware of a number or a way to find that information out, but it may be available through the state government as a public record. And again, just for point of record, this was all voluntary. No school was oh, yeah. forcing teachers who did not wish to do this to take the class. This was a situation where if you wanted to, you could take the class and the state would pay for it, right? Oh, that's exactly right. It purely voluntary. And we had to debunk that um, in, in hearings in, in the committees as it went through the legislature last year. You know, we had teachers that came in who were obviously anti-gun, and that's fine. And, and you know, I was happy to see them participate in the legislative process and make their voices heard. But they, w- they came in and would say things like, 
well, I'm a teacher, and I didn't become a teacher to become an armed security guard, and I don't want to carry a gun while I'm teaching. And we all shrugged and said, great, then don't participate in the program. And it's it's 100% voluntary. Um, nobody's nobody's going to get their job description changed and say, oh, well, now you have to be both a teacher uh, and armed security for your students. At the same time, I mean, I've had for years, since Sandy Hook, I've had teachers come to me. I offered free training personally to any teachers or, or, or staff or school employees that could show me two things. But, but this is before constitutional carry. I said, you show me an Indiana license to carry and show me a letter from your school corporation that you're authorized to carry on school property, and you can take every class I teach for free. And I, I offered that since Sandy Hook. And I had a whole lot of people come to me and say they wanted to participate in that program, but only very few that, that could show me the letter from the school corporation saying, yeah, they were given that permission. If somebody wants to continue this conversation, maybe they've got another question, or perhaps they want to hire you, how can they find you? Hey, through Twitter is a good way to get a hold of me, just at Guy Relford on Twitter. Guy Relford, the gun guy. Guy, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.